Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios. National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loan Supply. Simply understand fully mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. That's the toll-free number. It's brought to you by Geico. Folks. There's a quick way you can save money. I bet you didn't know about this. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I'll get the college football here in a moment because, you know what? I think the committee got it right. I really do, and I'll explain that here in a moment. I I had to go over this because this happened. The the story about this came out on Friday, and I was just asked about it. We We heard the Patrick Mahomes comments on it. That was on Friday, right, Hickey, those comments, or was that after the game? This is after the game. Okay, that, that was after the game with what Patrick Mahomes said about Kareem Hunt. Okay, thank you very much. The story had come out on Friday. Kareem Hunt's been basically, I mean, he's on the exempt list. He's been, he's been waived by the Kansas City Chiefs. And my first, my first thought was, because you hear things, I'm in the same city from where Kareem Hunt's from. He's from a small town right, right on the east side of Cleveland. And I had heard some things about the June or July incident uh, with the man at a bar. I did not hear about this back in February uh, over at the hotel in downtown Cleveland. Immediately, people came out and they said, well, she called him racial slurs. She screamed the N-word at him. And that's a deplorable word. That's a deplorable thing to say. It's absolutely positively disgusting. It's disgusting that people feel they can get away with it. It's disgusting that somebody might feel because of their sex. They might feel because of their their status in the community, whatever it is. They feel they can get away with such a thing. You are absolutely 100% right. People cannot say that word. They cannot say that word. Not in this society. If we're to make things better, there are certain things that you can and cannot say. I don't care about First Amendment. You know it's awful. However, I care about what that woman said to Kareem Hunt. It's a trigger word, and it's a horrible thing to say. And according to the reports where she was saying it over and over and over again, I can sure he, I'm sure he was getting more and more and more agitated. All that said, you cannot, absolutely cannot, Whether you're Kareem Hunt, whether you're somebody else, you can't hit a female. And second of all, you could say, well, they're pushed. There has to be an answer for this. Ken, if you were to say it, you'd get punched in the face. There is a difference, and you know damn well that there is a difference. I know everybody wants to stay fair. Let's stop being stupid. And if you think about this for the dollars and cents for Kareem Hunt, you could come in here And quiz me, and I'll never, ever, ever know this woman's name without looking it up, without without trying to, to uncover some things and look it up. I'll never know her name. What she said was disgusting and despicable. And she's a local person from my community, and it makes it even that much sicker. 
But for Kareem Hunt, I know who Kareem Hunt is. I've known who he is since high school. I watched him in high school. I watched him in college. And I've watched him in the pros. Somebody, anybody, please, for the love of God, find some common sense with an NFL football player, with a professional athlete, with young men in general, especially with something like this. Because I know what she said was absolutely horrible in every sense of the word, and obviously you can't say anything different in a functioning society in America in 2018. However, that does not give him carte blanche to do what he did on that video in that hotel room or in that hotel hallway to hit a woman, to kick her as she's falling over, to have that sort of, of, of back and forth happen right there in front of God and everyone and camera and the public. You can't afford to do that. There is simply too much at stake. Because you could say, well, she shouldn't have been saying that, and she shouldn't have been saying that. But in that situation, you need to find somebody to call security, because you were in your room, according to this report, and then you came back out of it. You need to find somebody to call security, or you need to find somebody to call the police. Either way, you need to find a way to remove yourself from the situation or remove her from the situation without you getting physically involved. There are the three major tenets you don't want to be called. You don't want to be a racist, and I don't know that woman's name. You don't want to be a pervert, and you don't want to be a person who hits women. And for the NFL, make no mistake— and this is the deplorable thing about it. This is another disgusting thing about it, and it's the truth. There are, there are guys who are former high-level, high-ranking police officers. There are guys who are former armed service members. There are guys who are former, former FBI directors, former people who have been involved in the FBI, who run team security all throughout the league. There are people who have done that who are in the league offices who are in charge of security and in charge of these investigations. You can't seriously think. Of course, everybody keeps bringing up, I can't believe Kansas City didn't know about the tape. I can't believe Kansas City would say they didn't know about the tape. They had to have known about the tape. You think this is the first instance there's been a tape and it's just kind of gone away? It's been going on for a long time. This has been something that's been condoned, sadly, sickly, for a long time. Because it's bad for business. And so they want these things to go away. They just got caught with the Ray Rice thing, just like now they're being caught with the Kareem Hunt thing. And with Ray Rice, Ray Rice never went back to the NFL. He had a down year before that. I think Kareem Hunt will get another shot in the NFL. I think they are going to come down on him with a ton. They suspended Zeke Elliott on mostly he said, she said. They got video of this during a year where they are breaking television records. They are breaking revenue records. You have this brought to your doorstep yet again. Something so vile, so disgusting, so something that we never condone in society. And here is one of your preeminent players taking part of this. It wouldn't surprise me if they suspended him for the entire 2019 season away from any team. I think he'll get a shot again. He's immensely talented. We can argue whether or not he deserves a second chance. People get second chances in America to get jobs. Playing in the privilege, playing the NFL is a privilege. We can argue whether or not he's allowed to play in the NFL again. But to the to the entire point of what it was, I don't know what it's like to be a young black man in America, and I don't know what it's like to have 
millions of dollars in the bank account or people thinking I have millions of dollars and being out and being young and, and getting in trouble and getting crazy. I, I don't know what that's like. I, I can't sit there and say I, I know from experience. But I've seen the cautionary tales, and you've seen the cautionary tales too. you got guys like Larry Johnson cussing him out, guys who have been in trouble for hitting women like Larry Johnson cussing him out. Surprised how wrong he was. And I know that he's mad. He's angry. Might have had, it was in the nighttime, might have had a couple of drinks in him, had his buddies with him. Then you have this woman outside. She's pounding on the door. She's mad. She's upset. He's hurt her feelings. More than likely, he's hurt her feelings because of another woman because he's young and he's rich and he's very, very, he's very, very popular. And he's a young guy who wants to get out there and soil those wild oats just like any young guy will. And you know what? America can deal with that. We've dealt with that. We've romanticized that. Marcellus Wiley, they had an entire, they had an entire interview with Marcellus Wiley when he was at ESPN going through his phone, telling people about different women he had in every single city. They showed him on a camera on ESPN doing that. We romanticize that. Hell, we encourage it. Probably ain't right, but we encourage it. I can get away or I can, I can live with my football player, my favorite football players, being pieces of you-know-what to women when it comes to their love life or being lying dogs, being guys who run around. I, I can deal with that. We can deal with that as a populace. Hell, it's pretty much expected. But when you cross that line, and remember, she's mad at him. She's trying to hurt his feelings because he's hurt her feelings. And she's pounding on that door, and she's screaming the N-word at him. He opens up that door. He is upset. He is disgusted by it, and he goes out there, and he does what he does. You have crossed a line, not based on whether or not it was right or wrong. Think about your own future and your own common sense. But at that point, he ain't thinking. And the guys around him, they ain't thinking either. The most that one of his friends was willing to do was to try to rip the phone away from the one girl who was filming, as if that was any better of an idea. You can be baited into this. You can say that it's not his fault. You can say that, man, he's been pushed to this level and you don't want to be pushed anymore. Somehow, some way, while we all make mistakes and some of them worse than others, you have to clear your mind and understand what's at fault here. What's at stake here? The opportunity for a young man to get life-changing money, the life-changing money for him, his family, his, his, his children, potential children, children's children. Hey, you can be a piece of crap with women as far as running around on them, just as long as you're a good father. We've always been willing to draw that line too. But now you have something like this. And the NFL, because it's bad, it is poorly perceived from its fans, it's going to be poorly responded to by its fans, as it already has been, they're going to come on, come down on him with everything they have. I don't think it's going to be a lifetime suspension. It's going to be pretty, pretty long. Because now they need to make an example. You had the Ray Rice instance where he knocked his wife out cold in an elevator on video. And they came out. They had Chris Carter crying. They had the commercials. They talked about domestic violence. They talked about how wrong it was. They talked about women and women's rights and how, how much they were for equality. And they kissed America's ass. 
day in and day out, they begged you for forgiveness. They begged you for your forgiveness. And just a few years later, this is in February, you investigated this. You didn't look for a camera. You didn't look for a film. You didn't look for a video. That's garbage. You knew there was something there. You didn't want it to come out because it's ugly. And at that time, remember, ratings are falling at that time. You have problems with what's going on with the anthem at that time. They're looking for anything to grab onto. Ain't no way they didn't know there was a video out. There ain't no way they didn't know that something was bubbling up here. They didn't want to know. They didn't want to have more bad news heaped on them. Now in the middle, while things are going good, this gets put on them. That's why you nip that stuff in the bud when you can. Because back then, it would have been a real big problem. Right now, it's another big problem where, again, you've lied to the American people. You've lied to your consumers. The NFL will get by with it. It's professional sports. We love professional sports, and we love our NFL. Sad for me to say, I hate it as it comes out of my mouth, but it's the absolute truth. I spend 90% of these shows on the NFL. But to do that again, they're going to have to just get down and kiss your ass a million times over again and say, we're sorry. We'll do it better this time, and we'll do it better this time because we're going to make an example out of him. We'll tell you guys right now, we care about you. We're going to make an example out of him. And for him, why? Because some drunk girl called you, or I perceive probably drunk girl called you something horrible, and you had to take that bait and go out there and do that. You couldn't have called security. You couldn't have called the police. Somebody couldn't have made a wise decision for you. You may have messed up your whole life. Oh, why? Because some woman said something horrible at you. We go to Todd in Cleveland. Todd, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yo, Ken, three most hey, important things in the entertainment industry are the maximization of profit, imagery, and a distant third is quality of product. There is no fourth. They just ousted a top five back in the NFL because he compromised imagery in a negative way. That's a strong statement. But I'm impl- inclined to believe that they were going to protect him to some degree had he just told the truth up front, and that's what really got him ousted, that he did he did not tell the team the truth up front. Not so much what he did. They, they knew he was going to face a suspension, but they would have hung on to him if he had just told the truth up front to the team, his protectors. It, and see, if he does that, then he opens himself up. See, he opens himself up to – I don't know if they want to know the truth because he opens himself up to civil litigation, obviously legal litigation there. I think he opens himself up to so much more, Todd. And I think back in February, with what they just got passed, with the entire anthem situation, the racism situation, then obviously what they got passed a couple years ago with Ray Rice, Todd, stay with me here for a minute. I don't know if they want to know the truth. I can't say that they did. I I really can after all this. I think they did because keep in mind, the Chiefs were the team that just had that player, was it two years ago, that killed himself in the parking lot? Yeah. He took his own oh, that was that was more that was Jovan Belcher. That was more. Gosh, that what was that? 2011. I want to say 2012. 2012. That was okay. 2012. Yes. That sticks with you. I think they wanted to know the truth. I think I think not only does it stick with you as an organization, the organization makes sure that the um, players, as they come in new, either as rookies or um, or being traded to the Chiefs. This is what's happened. This is our recent history, and we don't want you to be a participant of it. If you are, to some degree, to mm-hmm. some degree. You need to tell us. You need to tell us. 
so that we could work our way through it. Because if you don't tell us, we we just we're just not dealing with you at all. No, that's a good He's point. I mean, he'll yeah, more, he'll play again, and I I'd be I'd be one of the team owners to be looking to get him because. He's going to sit for at least six to ten games. He's not going to be getting banged up, and he's still going to be a talent. I think that he could sit without a paycheck for the entire 2019 season. I think they could be that harsh to him, Todd. I'm inclined to believe that's probably what's going to happen. I I think – he yeah. stacked his money. I hope he stacked his money to get through the year. I, I think that he'll sit for the rest of this year. Todd, and thank you for the call, because you have teams that are going to make a playoff push. I don't think anybody's going to touch him. I don't think he's going to be – because remember, he's on the exempt list. So you got to get him off the exempt list. And the commissioner is going to let him sit there until the commissioner is good and ready and has got, quote-unquote, all the facts. So that means they'll go into next year. I think they could say he's going to sit until the end of the 2019 season. We'll see you in 2020. And then without a contract, without a paycheck, then we'll see if you're ready. And you're going to have to jump through these hoops to make sure that you're reinstated in the NFL. Because this is serious. You know, we've done this. We've done this with Josh Gordon and Weed before. We've done this before with with other situations. This is some serious stuff here. This makes you look ugly. This makes you look like monsters. And you need to dip this one in the bud. Cream Hunt is the only one, and none of it's excusable. But he will be the guy the league that makes an example of. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We'll get to more of your calls on this when we come back. I promise you that. Also, Mike McCarthy's next stop should be with the New York Jets. I'll tell you why. And I got to tell you, the committee got it right. And if you're a Georgia fan or you're one of the people who are arguing for Georgia, I'm an expert in hot air, and I think that's all you're blowing. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Week 13 around the NFL coming up in a bit. 855-2124-CBS. I think the committee got it right. Alabama's number one. Clemson's number two. Notre Dame's number three. Oklahoma's number four. Georgia's number five. As long as Georgia's on the inside. To me, it it doesn't matter to me. Some people look into the five and six. I think that changes every year. Uh, I'm in Cleveland, and there were a lot of people going, well, that was the committee telling you. I still don't know why Georgia had any business being around. And so many people, well, God, they they played so tough against Alabama. All right, the Citadel kept it close for a quarter. Should we give them a bowl? Ole Miss had a lead against them for about 70 seconds. Should we take away their bowl or should we give them bowl eligibility back and give them a bowl? Should we make them have a bowl? Just because you played close, you didn't get it done. You didn't get it done at the most crucial time. Well, Georgia's the best team. You can't convince me anywhere else. Okay, fine. Does that mean they should have gotten in because they had two losses? Because if you do that, then you set a nasty precedent. Because now you're just telling me you're going to win games in your imagination. At least with these teams, I got something palpable. I got something they've done on the field. Alabama's 13-0. They, they, they kicked the hell out of most of the teams they played, and they came from behind, and they made Kirby smart do silly things at the end and lose control of his football game when his quarterback was kicking the hell out of Alabama and they were getting to the quarterback of Alabama and getting after him. Two times they had a chance to go up three scores. They didn't take advantage of it. Then they called a fake punt on 4th and 11. A fake punt on 4th and 11 with the game and the balance in your own side of the field. And I'm supposed to give I'm supposed to let you in to the college football playoff after that. Sorry, I, I hate to say it for the kids, quote-unquote. I hate to say it for the kids. You just, there's deserving here. You don't deserve it. If I put you in, 
Then I'm just making up games in my mind. My imagination is running wild. Yeah, I think Georgia would probably beat Notre Dame on a neutral site field. And I think that Clemson would maybe get beat by Georgia on a neutral site field. And maybe maybe Oklahoma would get beaten on a neutral site field as well. But I can look at this and I can say, you know what I can prove? Alabama's 13-0 and should be in. And Clemson's 13-0 and should be in. And Notre Dame, even though they don't play a conference champion, they have to be absolutely perfect to even be considered for any of this stuff. And they've been absolutely perfect. So Notre Dame, by and large, should be in, even though people will fight on me. And I know that Oklahoma doesn't have a great defense, but they have one loss. That one loss was to a 9-3 and Texas team. And it was certainly a better loss than what Ohio State had with a 29-point loss to a 6-6 six and six Purdue team. So I can see that on the field. None of that's just imaginary. If we're bringing up Georgia getting back in, well, yeah, they played Alabama close. Yeah, and they and they lost. They had a chance to put it away. Hell, they had a chance to kick Georgia, or they had a chance to kick Alabama out of the top four. They didn't take advantage of it. And then Kirby Smart was too smart for his own good, called a fake punt on 4th and 11 in his own territory, changed the complete complexion of it, took the heat out of his own football team, and now you want me to put that back into it? Oh, yeah, they deserve to be in the college playoff. No, they don't. Hell, Kirby Smart has it the best of both worlds. There's people who are arguing for Georgia to be in, and we don't even really want to put heat towards Kirby Smart. People should be calling up the the game down in Atlanta right now yelling at that guy. You call a fake punt in that moment, then you have the stones to defend that? You got Really? It takes a serious set to defend that. I've seen coaches with pills before in my life. For Kirby Smart to defend that call in that moment of that game when you've squandered a two-touchdown lead and you're going to punt to try to get after Jalen Hurts again and you fake on fourth and 11 and run the ball and you have the pills to defend that? I tell you what, I take it all back. If he has the if he has the stones to sit there with a straight face and do it, maybe they should be in the conference championship again. Maybe they should be in the playoffs here. But everything else is just imaginary. At least I have something on the field that proves the other four teams. I, I got nothing for Georgia. I got nothing. And if you want to put Georgia back in, fine. Let them play Alabama until they beat him, and then everybody's happy again. The best thing that came out of that game was Jalen Hurts. Because for everybody that wants to go, and I can't necessarily go against you, who everybody who wants to go and they wants to transfer and they want to get a better opportunity, and I can't attack them, Jalen Hurts actually stayed, and it came out roses for the young man. And for this, I should hate Alabama. I should hate everything they stand for because I should be jealous of Alabama and jealous of Nick Saban because he's taken a real game and he's turned it into what we do with video games. How you dominated when you were a kid, NCAA football or Madden. He does that with real lives. He does that with real college football. And even at their most dominant, even with the, when there's questions of if they lose a game, they still came back and Alabama did Alabama things. I found a way to have my heartstrings tugged at thinking there's so many guys who rightfully so would go find a better opportunity somewhere else, would recuse themselves and go find something else This is a guy who stayed because he loves Alabama football. He's in this moment to be the hero, and damn it, the clouds, even though they're in a dome, opened up for him, shined on him, and let him lead his team back to victory. That is, as much as you can hate Alabama and hate Nick Saban, that really was a beautiful moment. We have to agree. 855-2124-CBS. More you and... 
Week 13 around the NFL coming up. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. It's great news. Geico can save you a hell of a lot of money. Switch to Geico. You can save 15% or more on car insurance in like 15 minutes. Go to geico.com. 855-2124-CBS. I want to take a couple of calls, and I want to get to week 13 around the league. Going back to Kareem Hunt. Mary Ellen in Virginia, you've been patient. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Mary Ellen. Hey, thanks, Ben. Hey, um, I, you know, the NFL is, you know, m- making just ridiculous money. And, uh, you know, they, they're not stupid. They, they know that the film of videos out there of, of this event. And um, I'm just wondering, you know, with the abhorrent behavior that the the female displayed, do you think that, you know, this is crazy, but do you think that they wanted to give him a break with her behavior and in hoping that the video well, doesn't get out, even though TMZ breaks videos well, all the time? Well, there's people who, because you can't hear exactly what she said, and there's people who are eyewitnesses saying that that she was yelling the N-word. And listen, you can't, I can't defend that. It's disgusting. But he's the one who has something to lose. She doesn't, I, I, I don't know her name, Mary Ellen. I'll never, I probably won't know her name. I know who Kareem Hunt is. That That's the thing. And, and I know it's easy to say, well, Ken, you're angry. You can't always think in these situations. You've had a couple of drinks. Yeah, and if I were to do the same thing, then holy hell is going to come after me too. That That's why we call mistakes. And you can eventually at some point get over mistakes, but you can pay for mistakes dearly. And he's going to pay for this mistake dearly, Mary Ellen. You you know, know I'm, a, I'm a female. Obviously, I, I mm-hmm. agree that you never, oh, I know. Oh, you yeah, never, I dig it. You never hit a woman. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that it's it's still a good old boys network. And maybe they're, they're seeing this woman goaded him into doing something. And it's never right to hit a woman. But maybe they were trying to catch him a break and realizing uh, that this is one of the best running backs in the NFL and we don't want to, you know, destroy his career or end his career, which very well could happen. I, I think that I don't know if it's – Mary Ellen, thank you for the call. I don't think they're trying to cut him some sort of a break or anything. I do think it's the latter there. I think that this is a guy who is, again, a preeminent player, a one that a lot of a lot of fans like because he's huge in fantasy football. He's huge for them. He's huge for ratings. He's huge because he's on a team that a lot of people like because he plays with Matt, Patrick Mahomes. They run up a lot of offense. There, there's so many things that they like about him, and he's good for business. Domestic violence or or hitting a woman in, in a public setting is bad for business, and I think it's as, it's disgusting. But it's as simple as that. They, I don't think they wanted you to see it. It's ugly. It's bad for business. Someone brought up Deflategate earlier about this. And I'm talking earlier in the day. My God, they go after this. Because I follow a lot of people in New England. You're telling me they spent that much money on Tom Brady. They spent that much money on Deflategate. They spent that much money. Tom Brady, you know, when it comes down to this, that's fun. Tom Brady had four games. He got suspended. Tom Brady's still the cat's ass as far as a legendary quarterback's concerned. He's still the biggest quarterback to ever play the game. I know people can argue it, and I know that he's a polarizing figure because of what he does. But that's a polarizing team, and that's still on the field. This is disgusting. This is off the field. This is something they didn't want. The NFL 
and I'm sure they could find a way to to show you the numbers and show you the dollars and cents, I'd be willing to bet the NFL made money on Deflategate. The status is bigger. You're going after one of the biggest teams out there. We all got upset and saying this is a black eye. This is nasty towards the NFL. One of your great teams in the NFL gets caught cheating again. All this, that, and the other. We talked about that for so long. We didn't talk about any of the other things, any of the other off-field nastiness. We didn't talk about drugs. We didn't talk about domestic violence. We didn't talk about other arrests. We didn't really speak about those things. We spoke about Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, Deflate Gate, Hayton Goodell. It, it was all part of the theater. It's part of the theater of professional sports. This, this is ugly. They didn't want you to see this. 855-212-4CBS. Let me try to get to one more. Get to my, let's get to Theodore in Baltimore. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Theodore. He's not going to play the rest of this year, and he's probably not going to play next year. But I appreciate the fact that he had what appeared to be true remorse. Now, a lot of the stuff like this went on before the advent of a lot of videos. We had a great baseball player here in Baltimore uh, named Albert Bell. He had a few problems like that, but it was uh, no Albert Bell was my Theodore. Albert Bell was my favorite player growing up, and I remember the time where he chased down the kids who were throwing eggs at his house. Yeah, we all. I know about it. With theirs also. I was in the barbershop shop in 1998. Guys came in who worked in the place. They told everybody that Cal Ripken had a physical altercation with his wife, kind of a beatdown, in the restaurant where they served. But because there's no video, and he's a favorite. If the police got called, they covered it up. So it, it happens before videos, but now with the advent of video, it shouldn't be. I mean, you know, look at the strength of a man compared to a woman. Now, I will admit, in times of passion, just like you stated, that you were assaulted by a young lady and you had the wherewithal. God gave you the wherewithal to walk away. I heard that the other night, and you to be commended for that. But sometimes in other situations, it's just it's it, it's so hard to to stop yourself from doing something when you're not thinking, and it's a social situation. But he's mm-hmm. going to pay. I hope down the road he does get another opportunity to play. Well, you can you can come back from this, Theodore. And, and Theodore, I, I got to run because I got to get to the week thank thirteen you. around the league. But thank you very much for the call. Listen, you can get a second chance. He he did seem I watched that I watched that interview today. He did seem like he feels really bad for it. He does seem like he's contrite. You can have a second chance in life. Now the NFL is a privilege. You can have a second chance to get a job. You can have a second chance to be a citizen in the United States and be a contributing member of society. But the NFL is in a business of theater just like I talked about, and they're about guys who make their business look good on the field, and they take care of their business off the field in terms of not not embarrassing them in that sense. And this is going to be ugly again because this is the second time we've seen this, and, and you you cried so much. I'm talking to the NFL here. You cried. You begged for forgiveness, and people forgave them. People forgave them. The women came back and watched. The fans came back and watched. They went through the entire anthem saga. They came back and watched. They're watching in droves. This is one of the best seasons offensively we have ever seen. And then you have this system that picks up here. Now, because it happens in in season, maybe it goes away a little bit. I have to admit. But he will pay a price 
dearly for this because people went after the Redskins for the Reuben Foster scenario, and then Doug Williams came off like a brutal ass in his explanation of everything. And then you have this situation turnover for you. People are going to start talking about you again. You can get a second chance, but the NFL, depending on how this plays out, yeah, he could be blackballed. I do think that he'll serve a very long suspension and he'll be given a second chance. But I think he's going to have to pay dearly because they need to make an example and he's going to be the guy they make an example of. 855-2124-CBS. we got to go quick. Let's do it. Hickey, baby, it's time for week 13. Hickey, let it ride, baby. Right. Let's go. Ravens 26, Falcons 16. Lamar Jackson leads the Ravens with three straight victories. Are we going to start saying Joe who? I wanted to go back to the old standard and Joe Flacco, but Lamar Jackson's getting the job done. What else am I supposed to say? He's going up against some defenses that aren't too overwhelmingly great, but he's still a rookie quarterback, and that's no excuse for anything, and they shouldn't have to defend themselves from winning football games. They should never have to apologize for winning a game in any style of winning games. I still wonder when that other shoe's going to drop for a team that's trying to make a playoff run, but they're doing well, and so is he. I'll give him that credit for the Falcons. You think Dan Quinn's on the hot seat right now? I say no, but he might be. I know, I, Arthur Blank, and you can never be quite sure because he looks like Dracula. Arthur Blank said he's safe. I don't know. You start to finish this season, say they finish this season 5-11. and 11. <sighs> You know he's made some changes before. Next. Broncos won three straight games, 24-10 over the Bengals. Philip Lindsay, 157 yards, two touchdowns. Broncos right now back in the playoff hunt in the Look UFC. at Vance Joseph on the revenge tour. Boy, I bet he's having the time of his life now at 6-6. Six and six. Defense playing to form. Case Keenum starting to do it. They're shutting a guy like me up where I did not think very much of the Denver Broncos going into this season, and I certainly didn't think much of the Denver Broncos throughout the first few weeks of the season. But here, they've ripped off a few straight. They're a hotter in hell football team. The Bengals are 5-7. and seven. They haven't won a game since Hugh Jackson joined that organization, and don't think I haven't noticed. Next. Rams clinch the NFC West 30-16 over the Detroit Lions. What is going on with Jim Bob Cooter? And honestly, what what is with that position? Is offensive coordinator with the Lions cursed? Who did he take over for? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Lombardi. Joe Lombardi. And he and they fired Lombardi midseason. They bring in Jim Bob Cooter. He becomes one of the hottest names in the NFL. And I said, you can't hire a guy named Jim Bob Cooter as your head coach. And now it looks like they all want to oust him to the point of people are questioning me whether or not, hey, could they bring in McCarthy at the end of this season and make him the offensive coordinator if he decides he doesn't want to be a head coach somewhere? Like, man, Jim Bob Cooter's not helping out his case. And the Rams, they're 11-1. Now back-to-back West champs. Back-to-back West champs. Well done. Next. Cardinals go into Lambeau, beat the Packers 2017 as Mike McCarthy gets fired as a result. That was so bad, it makes you wonder if the Packers did it on purpose. The Cardinals are slop. And now Aaron Rodgers, you get to pick your, you get to pick your head coach now. The pressure's really on you now. I thought the pressure was too much to Rodgers to begin with. That's why he and Mike McCarthy were fighting. He lost complete trust over the last few years. Well, now the pressure's going to be really on you because if I'm the Packers, I say, all right, you're the 35-year-old legend. We ain't going to do anything without you. It's your choice because once you retire, we'll just fire this guy and start anew all over again. Next. Dolphins beat the Bills 21-17, but the most interesting point of this game was Jerry Hughes after the game allegedly uh, saying that a ref called him the B-word. Called him the B-word? Yeah, you see in the, in the video in the Whoa. post-game locker room? 
He no, tried I to charge see a referee that. and claims that a referee called him the B-word on the field. I don't know why he would say. Well, how many games has Jerry Hughes played? I, I don't have a reason to really. Well, they had to get that figured out there because I don't have a reason to not believe Jerry Hughes. I've, I've seen Jerry Hughes play for the last few years. I've never seen him do anything like that or imagine anything like that. I thought we were going to talk about the Dolphins keeping their slim playoff hopes alive at 6-6. Six and six. We can do that. Okay. 6-6. Yeah, six six. Playoff hunt. I, th- I still think Josh Allen has a shot to be good. And by the way, Sean McDermott, like if Sean McDermott were the coach of the Jets or the Browns, how many wins would the Jets and Browns have? I think the guy's a good coach. Say what you will. I don't care. Bills fans hate me for it. I think the guy's a good coach. Next. Giants beat the Bears 30-27 to overtime. Odell Beckham with the second passing touchdown of the year. That's a bad loss for the Bears, but the Lions lost and so did the Vikings. So what the hell? Next. Speaking of bad losses, Buccaneers 24, Panthers 17, Cam Newton 4 interceptions. Do not That's ask awful. that question again, please. That, there you go. Again, when, when Sally Mae calls, what do you say, Ron Rivera? Do not ask that question again, please. Hey, you got your student loan bill? Do not ask that question again, please. Ah, sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking real hard. I can't find it. Next. Jaguars shut out the Colts 6-0. Cody Kessler got a win in the most Cody Kessler way possible. Good for him. That's an ugly, ugly loss for the Colts. They're getting ready to head to Houston next week. That's terrible. Next. Speaking of Houston, Texans say red hot, 29-13 over the Browns. Baker Mayfield, three yards short of 400 in the loss. See, I said this while he was terrible in the first half. Let's call a spade a spade right now. But people are going to think I'm saying this just because they just got done playing the Browns. And you can attest to this, Ryan. You were here last week. This is maybe the most complete team in the NFL, and I think they could come out of it with the AFC. I'm serious. They are complete. Next. Titans come back from a 16-0 deficit to beat the Jets 26-22. Terrible by Todd Bowles. Terrible by the Jets. Time for an entire house cleaning. Time for Mike McCarthy to go to the Jets and take over with Sam Darnold. Next. Chiefs beat the Raiders 40-33. Excuse me, Patrick Holmes, four touchdowns. Nothing clarifies any distraction more than a win, especially for the Kansas City Chiefs. Next. Patriots beat the Vikings 24-10 at home. The Vikings are like an Ikea. You think you're going to be all excited, and then you realize how much bleeping work it is when you walk into the building. Next. Seahawks beat the 49ers 43-16. I love, love, love Russell Wilson, and I love, love, love the Seahawks. And for the Chargers, I love you, Phillip. I'm hoping this year's the year. It's Volo Tie Tuesday. Big thanks to everybody who joined us today. Big thanks to the calls. For Ryan, for all my guys back in New York, I thank you. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful week, my friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.